Jesus died for us and he resurrected on Easter Sunday and that is what we celebrate right now and let's just lean in for the half for the next half an hour it's it's a part you just you celebrate it the way you want it we lead it from stage but you celebrate the Easter Sunday the way you would love to celebrate it and the first point is the thanks giving thanks and just to rem to to just go a little bit back they the disciples with Jesus they celebrated the Lost Supper and they had no idea what was coming even though Jesus all uh, spoke it out he made no um, he was not hidden about what happened but the disciples couldn't understand it and finally they gave thanks and what impresses me is they gave thanks and singing praises to God even though they had no idea that Jesus would die they had no idea that Jesus was would rest, be resurrected and be alive and die for our sins even though they had no idea what was going on they were giving praise they were giving thanks and maybe you find yourself in a situation where it's very difficult to give God thanks but give God thanks because you know it's not the end stage you are in and I would love to read one of these Psalms they always read when they had the Lost Supper with the Pesach meal on, on Thursdays. And I would love to read for you Psalm 116 and lean in with the words and open your mind and open your heart and make these words your own words. I love the Lord for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy because he turned his ear to me I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. The Lord is gracious and righteous. Our God is full of compassion. The Lord protects the unwary. When I was brought low, he saved me. Return to you, rest my soul. For the Lord has been good to you. For you, Lord, have delivered me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling, that I may walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I trusted in the Lord when I said, I am greatly afflicted. In my alarm, I said, Everyone is a liar. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of, the faith of his faithful servants. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. You have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the courts of the house of the Lord, in your midst, Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. And this is just what we would like to do. Take out your phone. You can Yes, there is a link you can 
have to think what you are thankful for, but let us take a time where we just thank God for the things, for the miracle He has done in our lives, for that we are alive, that we can breathe, that, that the sun is shining for your family, for whatever you are thankful. Let's celebrate and let's give thanks to the Lord, maybe also in advance before the miracle already happened. Jesus for my family you are hope eternal hope is found in you you're the healer yes you are you're the healer yes you are I put my trust in I love it. We're going with you guys. We start from Thursday. 
from Friday, we're going to the Sunday. It's like an experience. The first thing we did, we said thanks to God. The second thing was worship. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 36, then Jesus was with his disciples to be called the place called Gethsemane. I go over there and pray. Let's stay for a moment by the Thursday because we don't understand the power of Sunday if you don't understand the Thursday. You can imagine that was the evening when Jesus was betrayed. He went into the garden Gethsemane. Do you know what he did? He praised his God. You can use this, the ABC prayer. Maybe you never heard about the ABC prayer. The ABC prayer is very, very simple. With A, you can say, God is almighty. B, he's the beginning and the end. C, he's my comforter. D, he's my deliverer. E, encourager. F, father. G, grace. Healer. Emmanuel. Jesus, the son of God. Jesus, the risen one. K for the king, L for the light, M for Messiah, N, the one who meets my needs, Alpha and Omega, the Prince of Peace, the quality, qualified, the Redeemer, the strength, the truth, the Unfortunable, I don't know how you spell it, victory, word, excellent, Yahweh, seal. If you're running out of idea how to praise God, how to worship Him, the ABC is quite simple. And just use, take now one word, and wherever you are, on the online live stream or in this setting, just take one word right now and give God worship. Praise Him, praise Him right now, wherever you are. Praise Him for, maybe you, you say right now, for me it's the word, He is my light. Maybe you had a season in your life, you had no clue what is the next step. You ask God for, for wisdom and all of a sudden God gave you insight. And now you hear, say, I'm so thankful that God is my light. Oh, God is my peace. He's my healer. Just take one word and wherever you are, praise Him. Give God worship right now. Come on. That you are my
on our Thursday, Jesus took the Lord's Supper with his disciples and he said thanks to God. That's always the beginning of every miracle. He went into the garden, he started to praise his Father with every emotion, with all the feelings. Then the next step was devotion. Gethsemane means oil press. You can imagine this was the moment when he felt he was alone, even though when you're in a small group, it's good to have a family. It says to good if you don't walk alone, but there's always a moment in your journey, in your faith, where you have to be alone. The Gethsemane meant for Jesus, he was alone. And he said in Luke chapter 22, verse 42, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours will be done. This was devotion. And right now, Let's link in in a devotion moment where you say, God, I surrender with everything what I have, what I own, everything and all belongs to you. I remember a year ago when the coronavirus started a year ago. I asked God, really, what should I do? I, I, I will never forget that moment. God was, what should I do? How can I lead the church? And I heard a number of 18. God said to me, for 18 months, you have to be in the church day and night. For 18 months, you have a window to change the church into an online church, agile leadership. We changed almost everything in our church, everything in the movement. And uh, now uh, all the media, they're writing and they're saying, in summer, this year after summer, it comes to normal. It will be normal again. And I, I'm laughing a little bit because I heard this number in March last year. And I said to God, I surrender. That meant for me, I had to cancel all my trips and all my travelings. I mean, of course, we, I could not fly. But here's the thing. I can do a lot of online teaching. I had almost every day one or two online teachings to Malaysia, to America, to business people, whatever. God said, cancel all of that. Focus for 18 months for the local church for ICF Zurich. And I did that. And I had no clue. I said, God, do you want to kill me? because I love to travel. I tell you, I love to travel. I love to travel. That's my DNA. Dave, you know, I love to travel. Uh, if I cannot travel, then I walk. But with walking, you're not going anywhere. But I was obedient for 18 months and I had to surrender my life. And 
let's dive in this moment when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And everyone you facing this oil press moment in the coronavirus, it's not cool for everyone. It comes out of this already in you. And Jesus said, not my will, your will should be done. Let's surrender, surrender for a moment. Maybe you have an area in your life, it's very hard for you to trust God again. Maybe you trusted God, you went all in, you did a faith step and it didn't work out the way you thought it should work out. You know what I'm talking about? And now sometimes it's hard to re-believe re and to re-go all in. Let, let's do that. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's give God everything. Wherever you stand and even online, pray yourself and say to God, I surrender. Not my will shall be done. You know my dreams, you know my longings. I don't say if you believe in God, you give up all your dreams and all your longings. That's not the point. God is saying, if you seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, God will add all those things to you. God will add some blessings. God will open doors. I don't say you give up and you lose things. It's more a statement. My life belongs to you, God. I hand over my money. It's actually your money. My family, it's actually you people. Just surrender in a prayer wherever you are, your life into the hands of God Almighty. This is what Jesus did on, on Thursday night in the Garden of Gethsemane. The Son of God, He surrendered.
Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane. He said, God, I surrender everything. 
It's for me the same story like we sung already with uh, this song, the Lord in his place. Jacob was on the run. He came to a city called Luz. This city was in the nowhere. And Jacob felt God has left me. And that evening he went to sleep and he felt God has left me. God is not here anymore. Maybe Jesus felt the same way in the garden Gethsemane. Maybe you feel sometimes God is so far away. In that night, Jacob had a dream. He saw angels coming up and down on a ladder. And the morning when he wake up, he realized God is here in this place. And I didn't recognize it. He built God an altar and said, from now on, I want to give 10% of my income to God. And Jacob had a revelation. He started giving. And often when we think about the Garden of Gethsemane, about the challenges Jesus Christ faced, there's one small detail in the story we can easily miss. Because God sent an angel, Pastor Susanna, just share with us the small detail in the story of Garden of Gethsemane. When we think we surrender, when we think I'm the only one who's going through this rough season, you never walk alone. Even if you feel it or not, as a fact, God is always there. Yeah, in Luke 22, verse 43 to 44, it says, An angel from heaven appeared to him, which means to Jesus, and strengthened him. This is a great encouragement. But what is, what is written after, that impresses me. And being in anguish, he prayed more honestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground isn't it interesting an angel came and strengthened him but even though the angel strengthened him he had to pray more honestly and he started to sweat blood and that blood dropped on the earth on the ground and I found it interesting because when I think that an angel strengthened me, then I think I do not sweat anymore. I'm not in anguish anymore. That I'm released from all that. But Jesus was totally human. He does understand you. And as Pastor Leo was telling about traveling and how hard it was for him to stay home a whole year or even more, for me, it's the opposite. Even though he asked me 30 years ago if I um, would love to become a wife of a traveling pastor, he knew it already 30 years ago and I agreed. But what it really means, I realize it now and I love to stay home. For me this year, I, I was, you know, that was so fine to settle in. And when it comes in terms of devotion, I had to make um, an agreement in my heart and a decision right now, right here in your international English celebration to say, God, not my will, but your will. And you know what? Whatever is in your life that you have to make a devotion or you have to surrender, whatever it is, you never stay alone. There is an encouragement waiting for you. As for Jesus, the angel comes and the angel will strengthen me. He strengthened Leo to stay home for a whole year and he will strengthen you for whatever devotion or surrendering means for you. And I read another Bible verse that really encouraged me. I, I read it from Psalm 56 verse 8. There it says, you keep track of all my sorrows you have collected all my tears in your bottle you have recorded each one in your book isn't that an encouragement in itself 
what Jesus collects is your tears. He does not collect so many things from us, but the tears, each one is bottled. He collects the tears. You, you cry because you don't know what is going on. You don't know how to go further. You don't know how to surrender. You don't know how to keep going. He collects the sorrows. This is one encouragement. Another one, the Bible is full of encouragements. And what we would like to do is, if you have your mobile here, I would love to guide you. Um, go to icf.app and then you find the, the, on the bottom you find home or Besucher. Go to Besucher, then you find English and you tap English and you, then you will see Easter English celebration. Then you go there and then you will find something that is in light gray on the um, left side. It's Beschreibung. You go there and then you see down, draw a Bible verse. And for me, I would I expect that God gives me a Bible verse that encourages me in my situation. For what I said, God, not my will, but your will be done. Because you never walk alone. You never walk without encouragement. And you can draw a Bible verse. For my situation, it says in verse Peter 2, verse 24, by his wounds, you have been healed. From whatever I need to be healed, maybe I need to be healed from homesickness. When I travel with Leo, I feel homesick so often. And I can think and, and, and ponder this Bible verse and, and pray with that Bible verse for my situation as an encouragement because it turns into an encouragement when I take that Bible verse and I take the Bible and, and all the promises seriously for my life and say, God, this is the word you have spoken to me. You have healed my wounds. What does it mean in terms of surrendering my life to you? What does that mean? And he will start to he will start to speak to you, to your situation. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, that right now you touch each and everyone because we are not meant to go through all this alone. You are our helper, Holy Spirit. You are our comforter, Holy Spirit. And your word is a light unto my feet and a lamp on my way. And your word will guide me and will lead me and will encourage me. And I never walk alone. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that right now you stand beside me where I committed that I surrender my life. Not my will be done, but your will. Then you come, Holy Spirit, and you guide me and you help me. In Jesus' name I pray.
there's nothing worth more that could ever come close nothing can compare you are living hope your presence
the first point he went to the garden Gethsemane he starts to worship his God in heaven then of course he surrendered everything that he had he owned actually it was a hard moment but I love in that story that God sent the angel to encourage him to strengthen we never walk alone in a season like that God sought to encourage you then the next point is faith in Luke chapter 22 verse 48 but Jesus asked him Judas are you betraying the Son of Man with a kiss? And I'm gonna pause for a moment with that sentence. Because hell fought, we have won. Hell fought, now we have the victory. But this was the moment when things are, are changing in your life, when things are falling down in your life. Maybe, maybe your family is not doing good, maybe you're financially you're going through a very rough season. Your health is not in a good mood. The devil gives you the fault. Your life is over. It's game over. But Jesus knew in the spirit, Sunday is coming. And you can do a lockdown. The lockdown is all over the world. But they tried to lock down Jesus in the grave. But on the Sunday, the grave was open. The lockdown didn't work for Jesus because the grave was open. And I love this story. And right now, I want to ask you, if you want, if you're still able to do it, let's stand for a moment. And I want to proclaim with you Sunday. I want to proclaim with you right now life. Because the cross is a message of what is death becomes a life. Hey, a year ago when the lockdown came, I said to God, our church, even though if you have to do a lockdown for the church, our church will be, even though of the coronavirus, we will be stronger and bigger than ever before. Every day I proclaim the truth. We are not a victor, victory. We, have, we don't have a victim. We have the victory spirit in us as a God. We come stronger out of this season than we enter the season. I will not give the devil the glory. The glory belongs to our God in heaven. Let's stretch our arms for a moment. Let's praise him. Say, my family is strong. I am healthy. I am healthy. God opens doors. God provides. God is my joy. God is my peace. God is my strength. And I'm not allowed that the devil lost glory. Resurrection power is in me. I pray for my family. I pray for my status. I pray for my work. I pray for my family. Come on. That's the top of your hands. Give God a glory. In faith I proclaim. I proclaim I am healed. I am blessed. I'm anointed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. I am too blessed to be stressed. Get out the truth of God. Come on. That's not the last word. I love. 
There was the Thursday, there was the Friday, but Sunday's coming. And Sunday is a resurrection power. Come on. Resurrection power is in us. Come on. Resurrection power is in us. Hey, I want to give you a big, a big encouragement. A year ago, we had around 3,000 people in our church on a Sunday. 3,000 is a good number, I would say. It's not bad. It's like the Pentecost day, 3,000 people got saved. That's the number of our church. That, that means we are a Holy Spirit church. Hey, now with the online, we're reaching every single Sunday, 20,000 people. Can you imagine? Yeah. We are bigger, stronger than ever. And every single day, I said to the devil, you will not win. You cannot lock down. You can do whatever you want with this virus. I don't care. You cannot stop the kingdom of God. You cannot stop the kingdom of God. It's impossible because God has given us the resurrection power. I speak it out every single day. Did you know we have at the moment around in 100 cities and villages, listen, we have at the moment around 100 villages or cities in Germany and Austria, they signed in to become a micro church. This changes how we plan churches. It happens right in the coronavirus. We have some people that are living in Austria in a valley. In a valley, there's no church. They heard about ISAF in the coronavirus. They signed in and said, hey, we don't have a church, but I know 10 people. They're also floating around and we want to become a micro church in the valley of Austria. That means you cannot stop the kingdom of God. But what I did, I proclaimed every single day the resurrection power over myself, over my wife, over my kids, over my family, over my small group, over my church, over the church planting, over our finances, about everything. And right now, let's lift our voice for a moment and speak it out. The resurrection power is in my family. I don't allow the spirit of divorce to follow this pattern anymore. I believe that depression, it's not my foundation anymore. Speak it out, change it right now in the onset. We'll lift up your voices right now, wherever you are. Speak it out.
Christ has so much power. If you want to know how powerful the name of Jesus Christ is, it's quite simple. If you meet a person as a demon, just look the person in their eyes and say, demon, in the name of Jesus Christ, leave the person. And the reaction of this person, it's so crazy. They react when you say the name of Jesus. Often when we come together, we mention the name of Jesus, we are, we are used of that name. But if you speak out that name in the unseen world, in the seen world, it changes the atmosphere. And right now, what I would love to do with you guys, I want to pray for healing right now. And you can take your hand, you can lay your hands on the, that part where you're sick, or if you don't sick in the body, maybe in the soul, or maybe your family is not doing well, or financially you have a struggle, then you just, if you need money, lay your hands here. <laughs> if you need a milk for your family here, I don't know, just lay your hands wherever you want. And I would love to pray for healing. Because Easter Sunday means what was is dead comes alive. Resurrection power of Christ lives in us. Every time when Jesus prayed for healing, he always commanded the spirit of sickness. And sickness is a spirit. And every sickness has a name. He said, spirit of fever. Jesus said, the spirit of blindness, of death. Leave that person and healing took place. And right now, I pray for healing in your life, that the spirit of brokenness, the spirit of divorce, the spirit of depression, the spirit of fear, anxiety, the spirit of heart issues, of headache, of blood issues, of shoulder and knees issues, Whatever you're going through, I say in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of the Son of God, leave every single body right now. I command it in the name of Jesus Christ. Leave every single body. Leave every single home. Leave every single soul. Leave every single church. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, come with your healing oil. Anoint me. Sing it that song, believe it. Miracles take place right now. Miracles are normal in the eyes of God. Miracle is a sign that God is alive.
Giving is also an act of worship. That's very important because I'm so thankful that I earn money. 
and a lot of Swiss people they complain about how much uh, um, taxes they have to pay. I say, as long as you have to pay taxes, means you earn money. <laughs> it's always a compliment. And we have a QR code, you can take your smartphone out, even though online. Because we, why are we doing this online? Sometimes people think, oh, it's so big on the screen, uh, the whole QR code. We'll make it as easy as possible because it's, at the moment we cannot give cash anymore because of the coronavirus restriction. And that's why I think anyhow, it's so quite simple. We take out your small, you just give whatever you give. But if you give one Swiss franc, it's praise the Lord. If you give 1,000, praise the Lord. If you give nothing, praise the Lord. It's not, it's not a problem. God loves you anyhow. Uh, but for me, giving money is always an expression. I'm so thankful. I believe and I trust. And here is always my expression. When I give, this is my, 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 my point. If I give, I open my hands to God. And my hands are pretty big. And I say, God, I have given to you. And the Bible says, if you seek the kingdom of God first and his righteousness, God will add everything unto you. And I say to God, God, give me peace. Sometimes God gives me back money, praise the Lord. But sometimes God gives me peace. And if you have peace, you cannot buy peace with money. Even if your family is going smooth, is running good. You know, a happy wife means a happy life. Happy husband means also happy life. If my wife is not happy, it's quite expensive. That's always what I'm saying to people. I, I, I'm not only saying, God, I give money, give me money back. God can do that. That's not the only blessing. Sometimes God just bless me with a peace in my family that I don't take it for granted. Because this is an amazing blessing. God can bless me whatever He wants to, but He will bless me. Let's, let's take the giving moment as a blessing moment, as praise and worship as well. Sometimes you have to give. There's a slogan, if you have a need, plant the seed. Sometimes you give first, and then God will do the miracle. That could be also an expression of praise and worship.